0: Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. We give you thanks and we give you praise for this time, this day, this opportunity. God, we thank you for who you are in our lives. And we realize, I realize that if it had not been for you, we wouldn't be at this point. We we would be, we would even begin this day. But I thank you that you allowed us to live through this day to this moment. You kept us on the highways. You Kept us on our jobs. You brought us home safely, God. For those that are home, for those that are still working and listening in this evening, God, you have them. You, they have a job where they can thank you for. So we appreciate you for everything that you're doing in our lives, our children's lives, and our homes, God. We're not fretting or distressed by what we see in this world. We know that you're in control, and if we're really tuned into the Spirit, Lord, we'll know that everything that we see that is taking place in the world is really lining up. The things that are set forth to take place according to biblical prophecy, Father God. So I pray, oh God, that you help your people to be ready, yeah. to be alert, to stay sober minded, and not be caught off guard, not be distracted with the things of this world. And not just the things of this world. Sometimes we're just distracted with life and the things that are taking place in our lives. God, they ain't got nothing to do with sin. It's just uh, this broke down. I got to pay this or, or things that I got to just do to live. They become distractions to us that keep our focus off the things of God. So help us to get control of those areas in our lives. Matter of fact, Father, God, you help you help us control those things. God, you deal with our hearts and help us to release those things that we cannot control. We need you to do it all. God, we need you to help us. We know that you're not going to come down and take hands and and lead us down the path. But God, help us to seek your face, to get in your face, to talk to you, to listen to your voice, to see what you're saying, what the spirit is saying. And then yield our hearts to the spirit of God, that he may speak to us and guide us and direct us in our lives so that we can be busy about the things that you have given us to be busy with. Father God and God, I just pray upon your people tonight. That as we get into the word, God, that you will open their hearts, their minds to receive what the spirit has for them tonight. And that you will anoint us as we share the word of God tonight. That you will use us for your glory. That lives may be changed, delivered, enlightenment, God, hope and courage to go from day to day. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So our lesson title, or what we're going to be talking about tonight, is called Equipped to go through the days ahead, equipped to go through the days ahead. And you know something, when you look at the things that are taking place in the world, there's a lot of things going on in the world, amen. And and you know something, we, you you know, when you, let me just first clear this right right up front. There's some things that we may talk about tonight that is totally the word, amen, and we talk about word stuff. But you know something, 100% pure word of God, in the ears of some believers today it's like taboo amen i want to challenge you to push through the word tonight if you're listening to us other christians have have been what you call inundated with worldviews where they be, have become numb to what the word of god says and because they become numb to what the word of god says they begin to take on the interpretation that they see the majority living according to what they believe amen so what am i saying i'm saying that the word may say one thing but when you look at the blanket of the whole entire of the body of christ here in america you may see them living in another way amen that is contrary to what the word says amen but because the majority is doing it everybody say it must be okay thinking that God is okay with it, amen. But I want to challenge you that if there's anything that you're deciding to do or you want to do or you want to allow to begin doing in your life, take it to the Word, amen. Take it to God. Allow the Word to give you the answers that you're seeking when it comes to living the life of a believer, before God, amen, so that's my challenge with you tonight, so what we may say may may not be what's popular, but I guarantee you, it'll be from the word of God tonight, amen, amen, equipped to do the, to go through the days ahead, you know, we've been looking at, I listened to a, a, a news excerpt this this past week, because of what happened in Britain this past week, last week, amen, where they voted to separate from the uh, European Union and how it, it affected the financial markets. You know, a lot of people were distressed about that. I mean, it lost. Uh, one article said that the stock markets lost over trillions of dollars in a matter of one day amen, as a result of that vote. I mean, the volume went down by a trillion dollars, it, and I think it is more than one trillion. It's several trillion Amen. People sold their stocks. People lost money. You know, we, we don't hear about the reports. You know, when the people go through things like that, some people take their life. Some people walk out on their families because they lost everything. Some people go bankrupt. Some people do, you know, commit suicide, kill their family, kill themselves, because they cannot handle the distresses that this world is putting upon them. But you know something, babe? You know, when when people are tied into the world and what's taking place to where if it if it if my life fits the word everything that the word says excuse me if my if my life is tied into what the world system says then my emotions and my mental stability goes up when the system is up and goes down when the system goes down because i am affected by what's taking place in the world's market but I'm almost like the children of Israel, you know when you look at the book of Exodus and how um, when the plagues were put pronounced on the book on the kingdom of Egypt, Egypt, amen, it said that all those plagues that took place hit Egypt, A amen and the inhabitants of Goshen was not affected by any of those except one. Amen all nine nine plagues only affected Egypt except. Those people who lived in Goshen. Well, who lived in Goshen? The Israelites. Mm-hmm. The Israelites lived in Goshen. The only plague that affected the Israelites was the plague where the firstborn of every son would die. And even in the affecting of them, God gave them a way out. They had to go kill a lamb. Remember? Take the blood of that lamb. You know, there was a certain criteria that this lamb had to had to fit in, Right? and put the lamb's blood on the doorpost if the angel of death seen had seen the blood it would pass over their house hence we have the passover that was their way out we have a way out too Mm -hmm. you know god has given us things that we that he has given us to to read and and accept to allow us to be able to live day to day as foreigners in a land that is not our own right we are, we're we this is not our home we are just passing through until jesus come back to get us we're visiting we're in temporary residence amen we're in a state to where i live here but i cannot be a part of the world's system in fact first john Second John, you know, a lot of how many of you last time you read the book of first, second, first John, second, John, third, John, first John talk about if you're a friend of the world, you are an enemy of God. You know, people don't want to hear that. You mean to tell me if I'm a friend, what do you mean? If I'm accepting everything the world does, their mindset, their views. You know, you joining on all the trends and all that, all those things that 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 is coming down the pipe through the government and and the things that the rules and the laws, and you're all on board and you're voting for the people who support those things. You're of the world's system, and when you're of the world's system, the Bible says that you're an enemy of God. Well, brother Will, how can you say such a thing? There's a lot of preachers who support the things that are taking place in the world. Well, I'm sorry to tell you that those preachers, if they choose to support the world and the world system, guess what? They are an enemy of God. That's not what Elder Willie says. That's what the Word of God says. Read through 1 John, 1st chapter, 2nd chapter, 3rd chapter, 4th chapter, 5th chapter, and you tell me what the Word says. And if I'm wrong with what the Word says, call me up and let me know. Email me, text me, talk to me about it, and let me know if I'm right or wrong. I want you to know that we have to be in this world, but we don't have to be of this world. Well, that's a boring life, Brother Willie. No, it's not boring. It all depends on what you take take joy in. It all depends on what you take peace in. It all depends on what you take delight in doing. You find joy in the things that please God. You know, the issue with, with people have is that they always want to go outside the boundaries and say, well, it's funner outside of the mind. I have joy inside the boundaries of God. I have joy and peace and, and, and rest and excitement and happiness inside of what the word says. And still, I can I can enjoy it and not sin. Amen. Well, we're going to turn to the book of Matthew tonight. Amen. And we're talking about, you know, equipped to go through the days ahead. Well, what days ahead? Look, you can talk about tomorrow. You can talk about the days of next week. You can talk about next month. You can take a, talk about a year from now. But you have to be equipped, amen? You have to be prepared. and got, That means something has to be a part of your life that's going to help you face the difficulties that shall arise on the earth. I want to bring you to a portion of Scripture that deals with the aftermath. We 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 are, we read about the, the death of Jesus. We read about the resurrection. Amen. Amen. But have you ever really looked at, and I don't hear many messages, very few preachers I've heard preached about what happened after the death of Jesus into the book of Acts, amen, um, where they were filled with the Holy Spirit. That time frame from where Jesus was crucified up until the time where Jesus Well, I want to say I want to say Jesus ascended into heaven in the first book of uh, the book of Acts. But I want to go even further until they uh, receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I cannot imagine being present during this time when Jesus um, was crucified and buried and died. And I tried to put myself as a uh, put myself in a position of one of his disciples during this time but can you imagine the turmoil that was going on during that time where jesus was crucified i, I say the turmoil uh, what do you think um i have here um as a disciple of christ how would you have felt if you had witnessed the events of the previous days as one of jesus's disciples during this time how do you think, I mean, put yourself in a position of a disciple who followed Jesus for three and a half years. Right. And you've seen, you sat with him, you talked with him, you watch miracles be performed. You've heard him talk and tell you to be, you know, these things are going to happen. You know, you need to be prepared. You could go. You're going to receive the Holy Ghost. He laid it all out and prepared them for his departure. Right. So here you see this man who for three and a half years did and taught you all these things and they killed him can you imagine the fear that the disciples may have felt the uncertainty, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, or the, he, he, here's a question that most people ask now, what, mm-hmm. you know, that mindset settling in, you know, I'm afraid for my life. They killed Jesus. Surely they're going to come back for me. Right. Come looking for me. Right. Yes. Uh, the uncertainty. What are we going to do now? Mm-hmm. I don't gave up my job or, uh, you, you know, yeah. I mean, think about it. Because some of them went back to what they used to, what they were doing before Jesus came. Mm. Yet they were hiding in a house. Yeah. What were they hiding for? Were they going to sit there? Were they going to have dinner? Were they going to? I mean, hide running for their lives, making sure nobody didn't see them. Mm. I mean, the turmoil in the streets. Think about all the people who were healed by Jesus, mm-hmm. the people who 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 saw miracles performed, all of those things that took place. And now he's gone. Can you imagine the unrest in society during that time? I mean, just because they say crucified don't mean they agree with it. We talked about a couple of weeks ago, the manipulation of a people right how the jewish leaders manipulated the people they threatened them they taunted them Mm -hmm. you're going to say crucify him because we don't want him a part of us he's trying to change the traditions of our fathers so they manipulated the people into saying crucify jesus Mm -hmm. and here they are on the other side here they are on the other side well what are you saying what are you saying let's Mm -hmm. read something matthew 28 Verse 11. Now, when they were going, behold, some of the watch. Well, I, I guess I better back up. Here's a scene. Jesus had just risen from the, the grave. Mary Magdalene um, had went. And the mother of Jesus had went to the sepulchre, man, to anoint the body of Jesus, as, as the custom were. And they had gotten there, and they saw that the grave had been opened, and Jesus was not there, right? They were approached by the angel, and they asked them, you know, the angel said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? You know, he is risen. You know, one writer said, and then the other writer says, um, uh, where Jesus stood there in front of them and said, go tell um Peter that I've risen again you know so we have different accounts so here is this situation do you remember after Jesus was crucified that those same chief priests, went back to Pilate and asked that they set guards to watch over mm-hmm. Jesus's grave to make sure that it was sealed so none of his disciples came back to steal his body. Mm-hmm. Why did they say that? Because they said Jesus told them that he would rise in three days. So they wanted to make sure that Jesus was not going to rise up out that grave mm-hmm. in three days. So they put a watch upon the 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 grave of Jesus to make sure he would not come out they did not know that an angel of God was going to come down and 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 remove from them uh, th- that seal that they had and allow Jesus to walk up out of the grave well we also know when you do studying that in one writing in the one of the gospels says that the soldiers had fell asleep amen amen and and when they woke up they realized that the grave was open and Jesus was gone. Mm-hmm. So they had to go report to Pilate of those the generals of the army what had taken place. Well in those days that if you fell asleep on your job, that's immediate debt. Amen. But what's funny about it is where we come here in the scripture today in Matthew twenty eight, eleven. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch, this is the soldiers, came into the city. This is mean they they were marrying them going to tell the disciples that Jesus was ra- was risen, amen. Now when they were going, you see that. Mm-hmm. Behold, some of the watch, the the guards came into the city and showed unto who the chief priest, all the things that were done. That means they witnessed. If they're going to tell him what happened, that means. They must have seen what took place. Amen. Mm-hmm. Look at verse 12. And when they were assembled with the elders, right, and had taken counsel, they paid them off. The scripture says they gave large money unto the soldiers mm-hmm. saying, listen to this, say ye, here's another lie, his disciples came by night And stole him away while we slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and protect you or secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. So here we see the keeping of a lie, right? You know, the grandparents, mother them used to say that, you know, once you tell a lie, you got to tell a lie to keep the other lie covered so that it won't be found out. And then you got to tell another lie to keep that lie covered together so that the other lie um doesn't get found out so once you start lying and you want to maintain the lie you got to tell a lie to keep yeah. the lie they got to, you're just constantly somebody comes well what happened with johnny the other day? well you know something he he left town and went oh, sure. went somewhere well uh and then next week somebody man i heard johnny uh do, do you know what happened to him? well yeah i know what happened to him then you got to come up something to Okay, how did I say it last time? You got to tell a lie to keep a lie from going. The easiest way is to tell the truth. But here they could not see how you want somebody to lie if what was spoken wasn't the truth. Mm -hmm. So they still knew that Jesus was speaking the truth, yet they refused to believe what Jesus was saying. So why am I talking about this? Because it's necessary for you to understand that this time that was going on, anything could have happened. That's why they were afraid hiding, because anything could have happened to the disciples. They could have came, hunted them down and said, where's the body? Could have killed them. All those type of things could have taken place. In one instance, look at the book of Mark, the 16th chapter, the 14th verse. Here we see Jesus walking in upon I say walking in upon, amen. Walking in to where the disciples were. And it's going to give you a glimpse of how they were feeling during this time. Amen. Mm-hmm. These men who walk with Jesus, right? Mark 16, mm-hmm. beginning at the 14. Afterwards, look at this. Afterwards, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat or dinner. And Upbraided them or got on to them with their unbelief and hardness of hearts because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Well, who are he referring to? Who was he referring to? He was referring to Mary Magdalene uh-huh. when he sent them to come tell them they still did not believe Jesus had rose from the dead. So here's Jesus walking in the door. He come in and said, I cannot believe you still didn't believe that I rose from the dead. After I sent Mary Magdalene and Mary to tell you that I have risen. You still don't believe you still don't believe. Mm -mm. And he said unto them, go ye into he 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 did. he, He dealt with it. And then he said, go. Why? It was necessary for him to prepare them. That's what I'm telling you today. You have to remember, see, Jesus spent 40 days on the earth before he was ascended, right? He spent 40 days on the earth before he was ascended into heaven, reminding the disciples of what he had spoken to them. He dealt with their unbelief. He corrected them. He talked to them about what he had spoken. He wanted them to understand that everything I taught you was necessary for me to get you to where you are today. I'm talking about tonight equipped to face, right? To go through the days ahead. Uh, the days ahead. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters. I want you to know. I want you to know that. You have to when you face with the things that this world is giving out to you, the things that your experiences in your day to day life, whether they good, bad, sin, nonsense, whatever it is, you have to always remember what God has said to you, what God is saying in his word. That has to be the basis of everything you do, what you believe in, what you what you look to the future, what you make your plans for, what you um decide to do the the decisions that you make you have to remember what the word says you have to remember that what you choose to do what you decide to do has to line up with the word so that what takes place in the world does not affect you like it affects the world Mm -hmm. Amen? amen how do you stay equipped to get through the days ahead number one Remember what the word says and apply it to your life. That's what Jesus did. Remember at one instance, Thomas wasn't with them at one time, amen. And Jesus came back when Thomas was there and he said, Thomas, well, here I am. You you didn't believe me then. So here I am. Because Thomas said, except I see him for myself and put my hand in the holes that is in his hands, I won't believe he rose again. Mm -hmm. And Jesus actually came again and walked through the wall, right? Mm -hmm. And there he was before Thomas. And he said, he didn't get on to Thomas. He said, Thomas, here's my hands. Put your hand in. Put your finger through the holes. Here's my side. Stick your hand in my side. And once Thomas touched he realized that it was Jesus. So he dealt with all of their unbelief. Who else did he deal with? Look at Peter. Peter had denied him three times. And when you read the book of St. John, he says he goes to Peter, takes him aside after they finished fishing. Right. Bring some fish in and sit down at the fire, cooking the fish. And he says, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Right. Then he looked at him again. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Right. Then he said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter couldn't say, Lord, you know. <laughs> Why? Here he is restoring. He could say, Peter, I told you, you was going to deny me three times. I knew you were going to do it. Didn't you see me look at you? Don't you remember the cock crowed I told you what was going? He didn't do that. He dealt with him. He restored Peter back to where he was, right? He restored him. He built his confidence up. He wanted Peter to understand that I still love you, that I still care for you, and and I know that you love me. Peter, isn't it funny? If Christ can forgive and don't hold nothing but restore somebody, why is it so hard for people to forgive other people? Why is it so hard for people to just, you know, once you fall, it's like people just discount you. Yes, they, they forget about the power of the blood. And how it washes and cleans, you. Amen. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about equip. Right. Our number one was remembering with the word and applying it to your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Get all the slate clean. Deal with your unbelief. Number two. Deal with your unbelief. How do I get through the days ahead? Deal with your unbelief. Jesus reminded him of what he said. And he dealt with all of their unbelief to get them to a place of faith to get them through the days ahead. Why? Because they were on the brinks, the beginnings of the birth of the church. They needed to have the faith to believe that everything Jesus taught us was necessary for us to move forward from this point. Mm-hmm. If they had not moved out of that room, the church would not have ever started. We'll still be living under the traditions of the Jewish some system and there are some people who are still doing it mm-hmm. not realizing that Jesus came yes. and set them free yes, from the law of man mm-hmm. from the law the traditions I mean here he, he, he you, you study your word get in the word right again number one get in the word remember what the word says apply it to your life deal with your unbelief that's mm-hmm. all the things Jesus did to prepare them to for the days ahead. What am I saying? They're going to be, you're going to be faced with some things in the days coming in this world. And man, you cannot be found outside of the will of God. Mm-hmm. You cannot be, you cannot live outside of the will of God. And when you get in trouble, you call on God. Why would God answer? Why? What well, God said, he's going to answer. God answers mm-hmm. the prayers of his people. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's if you are outside of the will of God, just think, let's look at it naturally. Let's look at it. Let's look at it naturally. Mm-hmm. Here's me and my son. I've trained my son. I've taught him. I'm leading him. You know, I'm, I've given him instructions. I've showed him what to do. And he choose to go outside of what I've told him to do. Right. Mm-hmm. He get in trouble Dad, I need your help. What will motivate me to help him? After I've trained him and taught him what he should and should not do. Son, I can't help you. Daddy, but they're going to put me in jail. What I told you not to do, you got to, it's the consequences for your actions, right? Because some people use God as a quick fix type of person, right? 911 mm-hmm. emergency. Hello, this is God. What's your emergency? Well, God, uh, I'm down here on 4th and 15th, and the police just stopped me for speeding god said well were you supposed to be speeding well yeah yeah i wasn't i wasn't supposed to be speeding but i had to get somewhere. yeah what well, was the speed limit well it was 30 Well, what were you going i was doing 65 so you're doing 65 and 30 and you want me to do what what do, you, what do you want me to do i want you to touch the heart of this police officer so he don't give me a ticket but did you break the law uh yeah i broke the law but why didn't you follow the law well, uh, God, I don't have time for all these questions, God. Can you just answer, Can you just touch the police off so we can just, you know, if you fix this this time, I I assure you I will not speed again. Oh, you're not going to do it again if I fix it this time? Well, you should have not done it the last time. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What would motivate God to come to your 911 emergency? But if you're in covenant with God, if you're walking up right before God, if you're following the things that God has laid out to do in his word when it's when something comes upon you that you might have made a bad decision or it just happened as a result of you living according to the word of God and you call out for God's help then what do you think God's gonna do he's gonna come to your rescue right he's gonna come to your rescue that's God so what do you do what do you do You have to be prepared. You gotta be equipped. There's some things that you need to be taking inventory of. There's some things you need to be looking through your life. There's some things you need to be cleaning up. There's some things you need to be sweeping up. There's some things you need to be fixing within yourself. Stop worrying about what other people doing, amen. And get your own self ready. Here's Paul. Work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. You gotta work it out your own self. Only you know what you do when the lights are off. only you know what you do when you're all by yourself, only you know what you do when everybody else go home and you're left there standing. Mm-hmm. Only you know what you, God knows, and the devil knows what you do. Amen, you might think you're hiding it from somewhere where the three people who know you, God, and Satan, <laughs> and the angels and the witnesses who's looking down upon on, upon us and Satan and his demons know. Because they're plotting against you, amen? So, what are you going to do? So, you got to keep yourself in the right position to be equipped to go through the days ahead. Here's number three, right? Number one, remember what the word says and apply it to your life. Number two, deal with all the unbelief, right? Number three, position yourself in the right position so that you can be prepared for what's coming ahead, amen? That means pay off your bills if you got bills that need to be paid pay your debts get everything out the way amen. don't be just buying stuff buying stuff you ain't got nothing in the bank but you just you got all the diamonds you got all the newest styles you got and how much you have in your bank account crickets malts just flying in your bank account because you don't have anything in your bank account what's up with that Come on now. You got a position. If there's going to be a financial breakdown in the market and you owe everybody money, what are you going to have? No, you got to pay your debt, get out of debt, whatever you need to do to to clear the slate. If it's people you got to get things right with. Go and get situations taken care of as the Lord leads you to do it. Amen. Forgive who you can forgive, who you got to approach, ask for forgiveness. Whatever you got to do, get it all out of the way. That's preparing you to go through the days ahead. Well, why do I have to do all that? Because what's more important is you're standing with God. If you're in the place, in the right place with God, then God helps you during the days ahead. Amen. That's true. Isn't that right, Trina? That's true. I mean, we talk to countless people. We pray for countless people. You know, you pray for them, and by by no means we still pray. We pray for them, and things get better, and you don't have a hear from them. And as soon as nine one one, can you? They text you. Can can I call you? They call you, leave your message. Then they hit you up on Facebook three times, trying to. I need. I, hey, I need you to give me a call back. Well, what's up? Well, I need you to pray with me. Well. You wait three days and you ain't prayed yet. Hence, we're moving to the fourth place. (laughs) Number four. Pray. Jesus told the disciples, "Okay, he dealt with their unbelief. Right. Mm -hmm. He positioned them in the right position. What position was that? A position of faith. Think about it. He moved them from unbelief to a position of faith to go and wait in the upper room until the promise come. They could not go in the upper room in unbelief. Remember what I told you. Right?
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. not
0: in my head, Deal with your unbelief. Mm-hmm. Move into a position of faith and go and wait. Mm-hmm. Wait for what? Wait for the promise of the Holy Ghost. Well, what was going to happen when the Holy Ghost come, Trina, in Acts 1 and 8.
1: In Acts 1 and 8, they would all be filled.
0: Yeah. You shall do what? Receive what? Power. 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 And After that, what? The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And you shall be witnesses.
1: Unto Judea, unto all the earth. I mean, unto Judea, unto Samaria, and unto the uttermost, po- uttermost part of the earth. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. Jerusalem. Jerusalem. But, I, you know, I always say go on to Arlington, Dallas, uh, Keller, Saginaw, mm-hmm. Austin, Houston, and teach the gospel. That's right. Tell someone.
0: That's so, right. Mm-hmm. So go to the upper room mm-hmm. and wait to be empowered by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to be a witness to prepare you for the days ahead. Mm-hmm. They need it what jesus had to give them mm-hmm. the holy spirit guess what saints guess what's people of god we guess what believers we need the same holy ghost yes that the disciples needed to get them through the days ahead you cannot face the coming days without the power of the holy ghost mm-hmm. you'll be afraid to talk about jesus they already got the got christians like that now you say something about Jesus, you lose your job. You tell people they're living wrong. People get mad, go report you to the HR department. They come and fire you from your job. They got Christians over in, in, in overseas in, 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 Muslim, in ISIS territories being murdered and killed for the sake of Jesus Christ. Dipping them in acid, burning them, setting them on fire, putting them in a cage and dropping them in water, letting them drown for the name of Jesus Christ. You need power. If you don't have the power of the Holy Ghost to give you the courage you need to stand no matter what, guess what? You're gonna bend. You're gonna do whatever they tell you. You're gonna take the mark of the beast. You're gonna do everything the Bible tells you don't do or else. Don't do this if this comes. Don't don't take that. Don't 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 give in to that. Give up, give up sin. Get yourself clean. You'll be doing just the opposite because you're afraid. And you cannot be afraid going through the days ahead. You got to have courage. I need the courage of God. You need the courage of God. We all, if we name the name of Jesus Christ, we need the courage of the Holy Spirit to get us through the days ahead. Days ahead. Why? I got to know the word. See, people don't read the word like they used to. They take the word from the man of God and think it is legitimate. Not realizing it had been changed and watered down. You better wake up, people. Remind yourself of the word. Apply it to your life. Deal with your unbelief. That's going to put you in a position of faith and wait and receive the power of the Holy Ghost. If you have never been filled with the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you to see God to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you may be empowered. Right. Empowered empowered by the holy spirit why to give you the courage to get through the days ahead because you're not just supposed to be sitting down sipping tea sipping kool-aid and going to every party and everything and swimming pool and party and disco and, and stepping and all this other stuff people get involved in and yet the work of god is undone mm-hmm. god dealt with that in the book of haggai He said, you sitting in the first chapter, second chapter, you're sitting in your sealed houses, got the marble floor, got all the cabinets redone, got the walls painted nice, got your house carpeted, got your your air conditioning unit replaced. You got the grass manicured. Amen. That's what God was talking about. And yet my house is laying in waste. The house of God is Horned down, the bricks are falling off, the pews are tore up. Well, what is how are you relating that to us, brother? Because when you look at your life as opposed to your spiritual life, your worldly life, you got you got the clothes, you got the car, you got the jewelry, you're looking all good. But your spirit man is raggedy, tore down. Don't have no faith for, to 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 open a doorknob on your door because you're so intertwined with what's going on in the world that you don't even get in the word to build up your own faith. You won't get through the days ahead. You won't get through the days ahead. What do you think about it, Trina? I mean you here um, just listening. You're you like I in the days. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I was just I was just listening and uh just grasping that, just thinking about, you know, my own self and just saying, you know, that my question was, when you when you was talking about the things that are going on over in other countries, my question came in my mind is, are the people ready? Are we ready? Are the body or the body of Christ ready for what's to come? And, you know, people get tired of you talking about this God, 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 Christian, Christian, Christian uh, in the last days, living in the last days. People get so tired of hearing that. But you know what? E- This is a time that you, you need to have your ears open and your heart open to receive when God sends a word through the people that he is sending it through because the days are so short that we have to be ready. And the thing is, are you ready? Are we ready for the things to come? And the only way that we'll be equipped and ready is by getting in the word of God. Like what Pastor Willie was saying, you know, I reminded myself because uh, I've been so caught up with a lot of, you know, trying to get some things done and working on these other things and work and, and everything else. I'd be so tired and exhausted that I find myself you know, doing the word last or not doing the word or praying last or getting up early and then half fallen asleep praying and um listening to Pastor Willie when he was talking, I said, but we do we get up, we go I go I know I get up and go to work out. Some of us get up, we go we get our day started by um going to work. Or some of us are in school or whatever it is. And we give God those seconds and those thirds and those fourths. And this is the time that we need to be giving him our first fruit. We need to be giving him the first fruit of our morning when we wake up and saying, you know, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I bless you. Lord. I. And I found myself this week doing that, or even last week, I found myself just started saying, and I'll wake up and waking up with a praise, a song, and I just be singing it, you know, and, um, uh, (laughs) I, I can't remember the song I was singing the other morning, but I was like, wow, that's an old song. Um, but um, we need to be giving God our first fruit because we wouldn't want him to put us on the back burner and say, wait till I get to you. Mm-hmm. So we need to be giving him our first fruit, and that's a praise. And I actually started typing something this morning about a praise on Facebook, and then I ended up just deleting it and getting off. And I hadn't been on it none today, no more until, you know, when I put something but I was putting on there, we need to wake up with a praise in our heart, a praise that no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're faced with, that the praise will conquer and defeat the things that we're going through. And it'll cause us to forget what we're going through when we get a praise in our heart. And so that's what I was doing morning this morning, uh, you know, singing that praise. And so let's start giving God a praise, giving him your first fruit. And let everything else be second, third, fourth, and fifth. So begin with him because he's coming soon. And if we don't know that he's coming soon, you need to get in the Word because everything is lining up. Everything is lining up. And I know some of you that are working out in this corporate world, you see the things that are going on. I can say for my where I work, you know, we're getting chips in our cards, all this kind of stuff that's going on that, They'll cut off people's debit card just in order for them to come in and get the new chip card. So we have to be mindful. We have to be alert. It says, uh, uh, what does it say? Let our uh, mind be alert and our, my spirit be receptive for the things that are coming because it's coming. Whether we like it or not, whether you're out hanging out doing your thing, he's still going to come. Just be ready.
0: And man, That's interesting what you said about the things that are taking place in the in the banking system, amen. Mm-hmm. That is it's just a positioning of the world system that they're gonna be incorporating. Mm-hmm. And we don't know where that's gonna take place.
1: I know. And we have, you know, we have customers that say, I'm used to the old banking and you know, and you're like, I understand that. And I heard one person tell some customers that one of our employees that said I understand that, however, it's coming whether you like it or not. And every time I hear something like that when they say that, and I'm like, yes, because Jesus is coming whether we like it or not, whether we're ready, whether we're prepared. He's coming because he's coming back for his people, for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. Are you ready? So I'm saying that to say it's happening in our corporate worlds. It's happening in our churches. It's happening everywhere that people are lining up. they're, t- they're some you probably we probably ain't heard it, but where some are taking the mark of the beast now, being accepted, being freely to do those things that we know we should not be doing. That that we know that you know when people tell me, I tell them, I say, I know that this stuff that's going on you know, here in our, where I work at that it all lines up with the word, with the end times. If you read your word and the, the, the spiritual people, they say, baby, I, baby, you young to be thinking like that or talking like that. I say, well, I was raised by my grandmother. And that's one of the things that she taught me is the word of God. And so I say, I know that the word, it speaks about that. And so, and then there's some that when you say that and they be like, oh yeah, okay. But we need to be ready. We really need to be
0: ready. We do need to be ready. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Are you ready? We're talking about equipped to go through the days ahead. Why am I talking about this? Because when you sit and look at the news reports, when you sit and look at the, 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 the political scheme of things, you know, we got... Uh, the Democrats and the Republican mm-hmm. and everyone saying the opposite and everybody don't like this one and this one don't like that one and this one believe in this and this one believe in that and this one seem to be racist and the other one seem to like this and they like that and all their hidden agendas That you think that what they're talking about is really what they're going to do. But what they're talking about is just to get you on their side. The hidden agenda, you won't know until you put them in office. Amen. That's why you got to be on your knees praying. You got to be in a position of prayer. You got to be in a position of being connected with God. Amen. You got to be in a position, amen, to be in the right place so that God. Well, he said what? When the Holy Spirit comes, John, the book of John, the 14th chapter, fifteenth, 16th chapter, talks about some of the duties of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He reminds you of things to come, right? Mm-hmm. He reminds you of what Jesus, what God says. He reminds you, he leads you and guides you into all truth. So just think, if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Mm-hmm he's going to equip you for the days ahead he's going to prepare you not only would he give you the power to withstand the thing, the things that are come coming down the pipe well does that mean that i won't be affected by it? i'm not saying you won't be affected by it, but he'll give you power to stand mm-hmm. for jesus in the midst of what's going on that's all that matters they might cut your light off they may put zero balance on your bank account But your job is to continue to just stand on the word of God and believe God and God is going to come through for his people. Don't you think God going to leave you here and don't do nothing for you? Yes. Your job is to hold on and be right. So when the rapture comes, you go back with Jesus, because once Jesus comes and get the church from off the earth. The ministry of the Holy Spirit at that time is over. That's the beginning of the tribulation period. Nobody wants to be left here. Everybody believes they're going to to heaven. But guess what? My brother and my sister, everybody ain't going. Why? Because they choose to not go. Does it mean God's sending them there? Um, Not not coming to get them. No, it means they made the choice to not follow what the word of God says Mm -hmm. and your decision to whether you get to heaven or hell is based upon what you choose and what your choice is living here on the earth. Not according to your interpretation, not according to what your past interpretation is, but what according to what the written word of God says If you miss what the word says, then my friend, you're in jeopardy of missing heaven. Mm. We're talking about equipped to go through the days ahead. My last point is the fifth point is praying. Boy, it's hard to get people to pray. If you look at the book of Acts, we talked about being empowered, right? Mm -hmm. With the Holy Ghost, Acts 1 and 8. But look at down on the 12th verse of the book of Acts. Excuse me, I'm sorry, the 14th verse. These all, who are they all? The the disciples and those who were with them, amen? They were in the upper room. Let's just read 13. And when they were come in, the upper room they're talking about, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, Zelotus, And Judas, the brother of James, not Judas, Judas, but the other Judas. Amen. These all did what? With one accord, continued in prayer and supplication with the women and married the mother of Jesus and with his brethren. Here we go. They were praying. Mm -hmm. They didn't go sit in the upper room had fried chicken and waffles and biscuits with unleavened bread and syrup with no sugar in it no they was on their knees praying what's going to get you through the days ahead you got to be found praying you got to be found seeking god you got to be found in god's face You got to be meditating on the Word of God. You got to be taking the Word and applying it to your life. You got to be confessing the Word and living it and declaring the Word of God to your own self, amen, and to those who God would place you in front of to declare it. So prayer is vital to get you through the days. I know sometimes you don't want to pray. I know you feel like you're too busy. I know you just, you, you you know, think too many things going on. You know, God ain't hearing you. Some people say, I don't think God is listening to me. You know, if you think that way, then I'm sure he's probably not because you're not possessing a faith to believe. And then you need to check yourself to make sure you really got this relationship thing right. If you don't believe God is going to listen to you, that means something inside of you is telling you, you ain't doing something right for God to hear you. That means something might not be lining up. You might not be living right. I mean, come on. You know, most people know when you go witnessing to somebody and they don't want to accept Christ. What do they what do they always tell you? Most people say, you know, some I'm just not ready. I got to get myself together. I got to get myself together. Everybody know they got to get themselves together to meet Jesus. Everybody know that. You know where you are. Get yourself together. Come on now. It's been 40 years. Some 50 and 60. You still struggling with alcoholism. Come on. You still running after women. Sooner lady you got to get yourself together. You're still glutton. You're still telling lies. You don't even realize you're telling lies. You done told so many. You think you're telling the truth. Mm. Come on. Check yourself. Get in the place. Get before God. Repent of your sin. Before it's too late. Because there's some days that's coming That you're not going to make it by yourself. What you talking about? I got a master's degree. I got my doctorate. I'm making six figures. I'll be just fine. I got hidden money everywhere. Got it buried in the bank yard. I got Swiss bank accounts. I got it everywhere. I got three or four companies. I got multiple streams of income. Multiple streams of income ain't going to work. If the banking system is shut down. Uh, Bank bank funds over in Switzerland. uh, Sweden. ain't gonna work if this monetary system is closed ain't gonna work Mm. what you gonna do your doctorate degree ain't nothing gonna mean nothing if your business your company shuts down because they can't get the funding they need to continue to produce the goods that they were selling no you're gonna need the help of god You're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit to cause you to stand and strong and believe what the word of God says. That's what you're going to need. I need it. Mm -hmm. Trina needs it. My wife needs it. Bishop Joseph needs it. Bishop Tutu needs it. The Pope needs needs it. Do you hear me? Some people think they got it, but they believe in an Allah. Some people think they have it, yet they believe in, 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 what is his name? The head of the Muslim religion. Farrakhan? No, not Farrakhan, the other one. Oh. I can't even think of the man's name. Like, what's his name? <laughs> I'm trying
1: to think of his name.
0: I don't know I can't even think of his name Praise the Lord You know who I'm talking about You out there The prophet Muhammad Amen Elijah Muhammad That's his name Elijah Muhammad Prophet Elijah Muhammad said Some people believe in that But guess what If they don't believe in Jesus And the blood that he shed On Calvary's cross And accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior They will miss the boat Well he ain't coming back in the boat They will miss the cloud ride. You want to be empowered for the days ahead until Jesus come back. That's all you're trying to get to. You're trying to get to the rapture and make sure that you're raptured up out here. You're not trying to live beyond the rapture. I sure hope not. So what are you saying tonight, Brother Willie? I said five points tonight. You want to be equipped to go through the days ahead. Number one, remember what the word says and apply it to your life. Number two, deal with your unbelief. Number three. Move, position yourself in faith, right? Move in in the area of faith. Number four. Seek to be empowered by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. Number five. Prayer. I need to say that again. Remember the word what the word says. And apply it to your life. Number two. Deal with your unbelief. Number three. Move into the area of faith. Number four. Be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And number five. Prayer. Those five things. Will equip you. To go through. The days ahead. Daily. I'm walking in that. Daily. I'm striving in it. Daily. I'm keeping my body under subjection so that I can make sure these five things are actively working in my life on a daily basis. That's me. But I can only take care of me because my living won't help my wife to make it in. She's got to live it for herself. Her living won't make me get in. I got to live it for myself. Mm -hmm. Our living won't make our kids get in. They got to live this thing for themselves. If they're at the age of accountability, they have to live this for themselves. They can choose something totally opposite. But it ain't my fault if I've trained them, if I've taught them. If I lived it, if I encouraged them, if I prayed over them, if I walked them through it to a point of understanding and they choose different, that's on them. Can I pray for you tonight? Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you giving you thanks for this, the word of God tonight. And we thank you for the word that has come to find us where we are. God, it's not a convicting word. It's just a word that challenges us to be ready It challenges us to be equipped for the days that are coming upon the earth. God, we don't know the day. We don't know when it's all going to take place. We don't know when you're going to return. But while we're here, we got to find ourselves in the right place with you so that we can be equipped for what's going to come upon this world until you return, Father God. So tonight I'm asking that you help your people to receive what the word says and to understand what the word says so that their life can be positioned in you to reap the benefits of having a relationship of walking and fellowshipping with you. Oh God. And father God, I pray tonight, but before I pray this, I'm going to ask now I'm talking to you, my brother, my sister, that if you've, you've, you've at the place in your life and, and you realize that you want to be empowered You want to be prepared. You want to be equipped. But you have never, ever invited Jesus in your heart. Because you know something? That's the beginning of all of it. You have to have accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. To allow him to come into your heart. To be Lord of your life. To give you power to to be a witness. Amen. If that is you, if you have never, I want to invite you to accept Jesus Christ in your life tonight. And if that's you. If that's you, you once accepted Jesus, but yet you found yourself maybe turning away from God through things happening, through life issues, through your internal struggles, through your outright choice to walk outside of the will of God. But you feel God is saying, come back. You feel the prying and the pulling of the Holy Spirit that I got to run back to God. I'm at the point of giving up and I need the answer. I need some help tonight. Tonight is your night to give your life back to the Lord and invite him to come back into your heart again and be restored. Excuse me. In right relationship with you. If that is you and you fit into those two areas, I want you to pray with me tonight. Amen. Say, Father God, after me, Father God, in Jesus name. I come to you asking forgiveness for my sin. I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I need saving. I believe that Jesus came and died and rose on the third day for my sins. I believe that the precious blood of Jesus Christ washes me from my sin. Jesus, I acknowledge you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Be ruler of my world. Empower me. To live this life of a believer. That I won't turn back. Give me understanding of your word. That I know what you're saying to me. And I thank you Jesus. For saving me. This night. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. And Father, I ask God that you direct them. If there are no, any listening that may not be in a good church home, a church, a Bible teaching church. That would teach the word of God untainted. I ask that you lead them into that place. That you cause them to separate from negative people and negative things that will pull them and draw them back into the things of the world. Open up the blinders off people's eyes tonight. Open up deaf ears that they may hear the voice of God calling them before it's too late, O God. We know your day of return is coming, and we pray for the body of Christ, that you will awaken them out of their sleep, God, that you will open up their eyes, that they may see, and their ears that they may hear, that you will bring them to a place of repentance and prayer, seeking your face and hearing what the Spirit says. I pray, God, that you bring your people back to a place of reading your word and meditating on your word and applying your word to their lives, operating in the power of the Holy Spirit, being full of the Holy Spirit. God, in Jesus' name, I pray, God, a covering over your people, that every need be met in their lives, that they not be drawn to the left or to the right by what others may be doing or what the trend may say that is okay to do. But let every decision, let every thought, let every process, let everything that they choose to do be God-governed by the word of God before they even allow themselves to do it. I pray this night in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 And Father, who is like unto you? Moses said it when they crossed over the Red Sea. He saw it. He realized that they wouldn't have been able to make it through that sea if God had not showed up. Mm-hmm. If he would not have parted it and make the water stood up. So when they got on the other side they marveled at it and said who is like unto you O oh Lord among the gods who is like unto you glorious in holiness doing wonders who is like unto you There is no God like you and there is no God like our God And I want to thank you all for tuning in with us this evening Here at the Vision of Hope Ministries live broadcast. Tuesday night encounter. I trust the word was what you needed to hear. I trust the word will encourage you. To. To be equipped. Amen. I challenge you that if. If you follow these five steps. You'll be at the beginning. Amen. Of being equipped for the days ahead. You know this right here gets you ready. So seek God. Get in the face of God. Amen. 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 It is a blessing.